hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hello Mentor. Uh, today's episode was actually recorded via Zoom uh, because of the movement control order in Malaysia. Um, so the sound quality might change a little bit from the usual uh, episode, but the conversations are nevertheless still just as interesting. Uh, today we have Isabella Wong, uh, also known as Bella Kwan on social media. Uh, she is a digital content creator and the co-founder of a local all-natural organic skincare brand called Handmade Heroes. Uh, during her free time, uh, Bella would carve out her time uh, to pursue other hobbies and interests such as martial arts, snowboarding, surfing, as well as uh, diving. Uh, and with that, let's start the conversation. Uh, hi, Bella. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, thanks for doing this. Um, really appreciate you being here. Uh, I've known about you as a, uh, since you were a blogger like many, many years ago. Uh, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's good to like kind of finally meet you sort of in person. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a really strange time we live in. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. How how do you like how how you how you coping with like being at home for such a long time? I think I am doing pretty well. Like I'm not complaining. Um, there are times it does feel weird. Like I will be like, okay, what day is it? I'll wake up, <laughs> and then it it will feel a bit off. But yeah. I guess it's just like trying to create a routine every day so you don't feel empty. Yeah. Yeah, because right. sometimes when you don't really know what to do and then you tend to... Like, I was just binging on Netflix for like the entire day and I felt so weird. Like, I wasn't in my... I was just mm. in like another world, you know? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. But so far, it's okay. Yeah, not complaining. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. I, I, I feel like there's um, a lot of people are learning a lot about themselves and life at home, you know, yeah. from this experience. Right? Um, so I know from your, uh, you know, you, you do quite a number of different things. So, you mm -hmm. know, you used to start, well, you started sort of as a blogger. You're quite active on Instagram now. And I know you also run mm -hmm. your own business. So mm -hmm. one of the first things I want to ask you is, when you introduce yourself to like okay. new people, right? <laughs> yeah. how do you introduce yourself now? Like how, how do you describe um, who you are, what you do? I, okay, I don't, when I, I would only tell people what I do when they ask. Mm. I wouldn't be like, hey, Bella, I'm Bella and I'm a, I'm a, an influencer, you know? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, because I, it's always kind of, I always get a bit shy when I, when I tell people, oh, I am a social media influencer. Because mm. I mm. don't know how to really put it. And it... Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, when people ask, oh, what do you do? Then I just said, like, I, I work with uh, brands. Uh, and on, I, I'm very active on social media. I work with, like, various uh, brands. Um, mm. And, like, digital create... Like, maybe... Digital create creating, mm. so it's like content like content creator, yeah. Content creator, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. So it's because like yeah, this 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 job never really existed, right? Uh, yeah. Last time, so it is. I can see why it's a challenge to this kind of thing. Oh, how should I describe myself? And you don't know if people would take you seriously. Mm. 
because uh, I mean, people do stereotype um, like influencers, right? So sometimes they will think like it's not, it's not even like it's not a real job or it's not, it's it's just not a profession, right? Mm. Um, mm. So I have a friend. She told me once. She was like, "You know, next time if you're gonna like introduce yourself, telling people that you're an influencer, you have to tell them with a straight face. Like, <laughs> I'm an influencer. You can't go like, <laughs> I'm an influencer. You know, <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. So you this is how that she... what you do now. <laughs> I don't know. I still get like weirded out telling people I'm an influencer. So I just I don't say much. But um, with my business and my my uh, other work now so i i try to just i don't really tell people i'm an influencer but i would just tell them about my brand yeah right right, yeah. right I, I would just right. let them find out if they get to know me in a deeper level yeah yeah then they then they'll find out oh you actually have so many followers oh so you are an influencer then i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i am but i don't usually tell them now like if i meet new people yeah, right, I would just right. let them sort of like find out if they if they ever get to like follow me on social media. Right, right. So, yeah. so you try to lead with the business. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, people discover that yeah, you're then active it, on Instagram. It, then you yeah, will... then it it is what it is, lah. Yeah, that's so interesting, though. That's so interesting because uh, you've obviously one of the first people in Malaysia, like, at least that I know that people can actually call an influencer and yet it's taken you some time to get used to that it's still weird it's still weird yeah, yeah. it is still very <laughs> weird but um i do have friends also they tell me like you shouldn't i don't know if the word is i i don't think i'm ashamed because there's nothing to be ashamed of but it's just i guess we sometimes want people to take us seriously so we don't know if like if this would make pe- people be like pe- people who actually take you seriously if they, you tell them like you are an influencer if you get what i mean mm. so it's small of like making an impression so yeah well i guess uh it could be partially because we live in asia and if you're not a doctor or lawyer then everything else is yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not that's a serious so true. yeah. it is very true <laughs> Maybe I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> um, you when you were, you know, when you were in education, right? <clears throat> some time ago, I know that um, obviously we did some research in your background, and then found yeah. out that you actually majored in piano and voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> like, what was your dream, like, when you were, you know, back then? Mm, I always loved music. Um, I always loved to. I think performing arts and things like that. So my mom used to be a piano teacher. Mm. When, but she never taught me. So funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> she used to be a piano teacher, but she never taught me piano. Oh, really? Okay. But yeah, but I think, um, yeah, anyway. So uh, I have always loved like things that revolves around like art. So um, like music, arts and things like that so when i was even when i was very very young i was very active in like choirs um and like um bands and you know just just anything to do with performing like i'm all right. in 
Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so um, I was very active um, and I had a jazz band. So it's yeah, called the jazz Silk. band. Yeah, it's called Silk before. And right. I used to sing for weddings for the weekend. So that was one oh. of like the best times I ever had. Like I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, and I thought I could venture into um, the industry a little bit more. Mm. Um, but I kind of regret it. I actually took classical. So I was classically trained. Um, it was also sort of half influenced by my mom because she said, are you sure you want to... At first I thought of doing like jazz or pop, like something contemporary would be nice because since I had a jazz band, but you know, as because she's coming from a classic, she came from a classical background and she's like a piano teacher, right? So like very traditional. So she always say like, you should take um, classical instead because that's the foundation. Mm. So I actually went for it. You know, I'm just like that Asian child, like, okay, I'm just right. going to listen to like what my parents say. <laughs> so I went for it and I realized, Oh, that's so not my thing. But I, I, I mean, I finished my studies and things like that, but it was just something I just completed. And at the same time, I was also blogging. Mm. So then I realized, hey, I actually enjoy blogging. So I actually gave more time into my blogging, blogging mm. than while I was studying. Right. Like, yeah. did you always enjoy writing? Like, how did it, like, just, did you just happen like that? It really just happened. I think it was just like a, it was like journaling, jur journaling, but in, it's just more publicly, like people can read it. Yeah, but it's something that it's, um, it's also something that you can, you feel like you, people will reach out to you as well. Like you can reach out to people and people will reach out to you at that time. It's quite nice. You know, when people read and they comment and then you sort of create this like tiny like group or like community of like people. Hmm. Yeah. Was, was there any particular, one of the first things you wrote that's particularly memorable to you? And, you know, it's so interesting how someone just starts writing like that. I think what got me into writing was my cousin because she was in, that time we were all in high school. Mm. And I started when I was 16 or 15. That's, a, uh, that's like 13 years, 13 wow. years ago. Yeah, so nothing really got me into it, but it was just more like a very high school thing. Like everybody was just on it. Blogspot was like thing then. Um, and she would tell me about all these bloggers like Xiaxue and, you know, like, Kenisia, like you know like the old mm, um, mm. there's so many of them and mm. I would read their blogs and I'm like oh my god this is so cool I also mm. want to blog I also want to write something like I, I also <laughs> want to like you know so I just I just I just did it and then right. yeah and then it just it sort of grew organically like there were like viewers coming in and then you're like oh okay this is like quite fun you know mm. people actually respond to my post so then I just started like writing more. Are you, yeah. are you an expressive uh, person? Like, like in person, uh, what I mean by expressive, like are you expressive in person or are you more expressive when you're writing? I think in person. I talk a lot. If you get to, oh, know, if you get to know me better and if I get like super comfortable with you, I 
tend to talk. I think I'm starting to talk a lot already. So is that right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good for the podcast. So so you are like the um you you are the um, chattiest person among your friends, I imagine. Yeah, I think I will be the social, like the sociable one. Mm. So if you mm. were to send like a representative to like, okay, go. I think I'll be the one. Okay, guys, I got this. <laughs> I'm gonna like represent the group. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And and, and um, one of the things I also want to ask you, you know, when you you said you were interested in music, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Did, did any of the stuff that you learned back then in your degree, is, there any, is any of it useful now? Like, do you use any of it now? Mm, sadly, no. No? Okay. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's more of a passion, I'd say. So I, I still do like mini covers here and there. Yeah. It does help with, I think, people enjoy um, watching and listening so it's quite nice like you have something that you can give back to your audience mm. like here's a song you know and they're like oh yeah it's just <laughs> nice once in a while yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely do not think like you but that's that's so interesting <laughs> so so you do sing like, a lot, I guess. You still like create content about anything. Yeah, like co- content is one thing. Um, yeah, singing is content. Right. Yeah. yeah, like doing covers. It's like people on YouTube as well. Yeah, but I was, I was I'm just not as active as like like a YouTuber would be in terms mm. of like music. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, so the um in an interview, I think uh some time ago, you mentioned that your grandma is your inspiration. Mm. Mm. So uh, So I I grew up with my grandma um since I was seven. And we me, my dad and my grandma we lived together until she passed when I was twelve, but the whole and my dad would always um like she has nine kids to start to start with she has nine kids. I don't know how she raised her kids. And I don't know how people do it last time. It's crazy. I know, right? And she yeah. had to work. Um so she works in the wet market by selling um salted fish. Mm. Yeah. So like she was very hardworking and she had to raise nine kids. My dad will always tell me like um all the stories last time, like how she took care of them and things like that. But she's a She's a woman of like very few words. Mm. She doesn't complain, but she just, she keeps giving. She's just very selfless and very resilient. It's not, it's very hard to like find someone like that, I feel. Mm. Like mm. just, they just keep giving and they just, they don't say much, but they, you can feel like they, they're giving like their all, you know? Mm. Yeah. What's so, your relationship like with your grandma? We're very, very close. So my dad would go to work and, um, and yeah, basically, uh, I spend most of my time with her. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so because she had nine kids, I imagine that also means that she has lots of grandkids, right? So, 
Not yeah, really. Oh, has, okay. Well, has, no, no, she has a lot. Uh, we are right. a big family. Yeah. Right. Right. And and you still and you still able to get that attention like with such a huge family. Well, because I live with her, I grew up with her, mm. so we spend time like every day. Yeah, mm. and she's like a really really good cook as well. Not forget <laughs> to mention that I miss I miss her cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, that... we are Hakka. Right. So she would cook like the best like Hakka dishes. And it's so, it's just, I, I don't think I can ever find like anyone. Like I can't, I don't think I can find anything that is so similar as hers anymore. Yeah. But it's just, I think she has this spirit. Like she's just so strong. Yeah. Do you identify with her in some way? I mean, like um, with your own personality. I think I still got a lot to learn and to catch mm. up. Yeah, mm. but um, yeah, like I think in terms of um, being selfless and things like that, and also, yeah, these things, these are the values that I do want to like have and um, keep, you know. And if um, if someone who's listening right now is wondering, like, how do I look for a role model if someone is not immediately available in my family? <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, how, you know, how do you suggest someone looks for a role model? How do I suggest? Yeah. Hmm. That's a very good question. I guess um, it's sometimes you just look up to the person. It doesn't have to be like someone immediate. It can just be a celebrity. But you can, sometimes what I do is I'll write down like the traits that they have. Like it can be just, not just values, maybe they have a sense of humor or like something that's positive. And I'll be, oh, that's something good to have. Like, it's, um, it's yeah, the, if you want to look up to the person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I always find that um, having role models is very good uh, mm -hmm. if you want to learn and grow very fast because you have someone to look to yeah. as an example, right? So, you know, yeah. you don't, I mean, it's not too, you don't go around blindly, like, you know, yeah. so I always tell people, yeah. like, you know, have someone that you kind of look up to. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, so, so yeah, I think you told us the, the story earlier about how you kind of started, right, uh, in blogging. Yeah. And, and um, so this is the part that I, I don't, so perhaps in order to kind of understand your growth a little bit, right? So once you graduated and stuff, like, did you just go full on, like just, just doing blogging? No, so I was studying music after mm. high school mm. as also, I was blogging, mm. and uh, I was very, very active, but I didn't, it wasn't a job for me. Like, blogging was just a, a, a like, a hobby or, you know, like, like it's like an Instagram now. People are mm. always on something. Mm. It's like, most for me, it's more like a social thing. Yeah. Mm. So... Um, then I had my band, I was juggling between like 
my band, blogging, and studying. Mm-hmm. And I remember the last year in college. That's when I got an email from Nafnang. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys heard of Nafnang. They, oh yeah, I know Nafnang. They're huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they and they wrote in and they were like, "Hey Bella, we would like you to cover a a blog post for Taylor's College." Mm. Uh, and uh, we'll pay you was it three two two hundred and fifty ringgit or something like that. Mm. So then I didn't know you could actually earn uh, by writing. Mm. Like I didn't know blogging was something you can actually make my like. It's a tool like for you to make money. I didn't mm. know that. I didn't know you mm. can get paid. Mm. So I was so excited. I was like, okay, I will like go. So I actually went. That was like my first job. I remember it so clearly. And uh, there was a new campus in Subang, in, Ta- uh, in Taylor's College. So I had to cover the campus to write about like the courses and things like that. And yeah, that was my first paycheck. And uh, that wow. was my last day in college. And then it, I got um, more involved and they gave me like a few more like jobs. Yeah. So that's when I started to build a little bit more like connection in terms of like clients and like have um, also building my portfolio. Yeah. So then I had to decide after I graduated because that was my last year, right? And that's also when I sort of, I kind of see like the light, like my blog, like blogging is starting to take off, you know, there's, there is something there, like, do I want to commit? You get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like neither here or there, but you do see this potential. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when after I graduated, I had the, I, I could decide if I wanted to further my studies in Italy because I was doing voice. Mm-hmm. And I was also quite interested in opera then, um, like Broadway and things like that. So yeah, I thought if, I further my studies, I might be a performer or something, you know, like in Broadway or like um, a, a play or something like that. That was my initial plan. But I do know also it wouldn't be easy because, yeah, you know, this, what they always say about like musicians and things like that. It's, it's a very tough and oh, it's really yeah, tough. Struggle. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I asked it's myself, only okay. It's only okay if you get to like the top one percent, right? Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. even um, I see like most of my my classmates um like in college. My I think it's either I don't even know if some of them they're probably like music teachers now. They teach or they're probably onto something else. They're probably they're not even like in the industry anymore. So then I asked myself, like, do I, how much do I want it, right? And to me, it was just really passion. Like, it wasn't something that, think, thinking of it, like, if I were to make music as my career, it would be quite scary. Mm-hmm. There's, like, so much uncertainty, like, I don't know. And do I want to be a music teacher I don't know. Mm. Yeah, there was like these questions that I asked myself because 
if you don't make it, you you either have to teach, become a teacher, or things like that. Like, mm. and it takes a lot of responsibility to become a teacher. Mm. Yeah. So then, okay, I decided to stay back and just continue doing whatever I did. So I just kept blogging. Which is blogging, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. And I don't know why. Sometimes it's that also like that gut feeling. Like you're like, mm, okay, you know what? I'm just going to take that leap and just stay and see how it goes. That sounds like yeah. a huge decision for you, right? I mean, at that age with such a... So, uh, it's definitely a crossroader. Right on one path, you, I mean, you go, you do, you do music, and you go abroad, right? And you probably yeah. live a really different life, and yeah. you pick the other one. And yeah. it's not, it's not clear to me either when you explain it in this way, like which is the safer path, because yeah. um, right, like blogging was so new then. It's yeah. obviously a big risk and experiment, you know. Mm-hmm. At the same time, going down the path of doing music is also a big risk and experiment. It's safe in some sense. I yeah. mean, like you could teach music, you know, let's say even if you don't get to like the top 1%, but mm-hmm. then would you want to teach music, right? There's so many yeah. question marks. Yeah. You know, and then and a lot of people, I think, face these, these problems now, especially when they're very young. Mm. And, and I, I suppose for you, like you kind of relied on that gut feeling. Yeah, right? and also because I sort of saw, I sort of see the potential because maybe I was also building my, um, like my, like my relationship with the clients, and I, I, I felt like I was heading somewhere at least. Mm-hmm. So, since like half of my leg is already in, so what I saw, I just like jump, <laughs> like and go all in, right? Yeah. So that's what I told myself, and yeah, I just commit to it. Right. Yeah. And then at, the, at, at what point at what point did you feel like you were winning? Like like you knew, oh, this is it. I made the right choice. Was there a moment when you felt like that? I guess it took oh, it took me a while actually. Like the the first few years the income was so unstable, like you don't know. Um because it's more of like it's also like freelance, right? You mm. don't have like a fixed um, salary. Mm. So yeah, the first few years was tough. Sometimes I don't even get like jobs or things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I have a, my friends always say I am sometimes overly positive. <laughs> and they say it's very scary uh, how like sometimes how positive I am. Mm-hmm. So I just kept, even like without income and things like that, I didn't give up. Like, I think it took me at least five years to, to see, like, something. Like, okay, mm. like, I am at least stable. I can afford, like, to pay for things. And mm. um, until now, like, now, like, I can just afford, like, to do the things I want to do or, like, buy a car you know things like that but mm, it took me mm. a while you get what i mean mm, mm, yeah if usually mm. i think my friend i have friends who told me like you should just give up and find a job or something like that why mm. would you keep mm. hanging on to it mm. but at that time I, for me like 
yeah. five years is quite a long time. Like it's not, five it wouldn't years. be obvious for someone who's just following you that it took you five years to get to that point. Yeah, it actually took me a while. I have to say, I mean, there um, within the five years, there's definitely something, but it's not enough to sustain. Hmm. Yeah, it's always, it's not like that, but it's always like high, low, high, low, you know. So you don't really know. Um, it's really, there's so, a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And, 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 like, and when you mentioned like how you were posi- such a positive person, I, I can kind of uh, relate a little bit. So when, when I first, I used to have like a corporate job. And then I quit my job to start a, a company, a business. And a lot of people uh, would, would ask me, oh, like, what made you so brave to kind of okay. take that jump and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And if I was to answer that question, honestly, right, I'm not sure if I was brave. I think for, and, and it's good that you used the word positive. Like, for me, I, I think it's just like ignorant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, like, I agree yeah. with you. Like, uh, I get scolded a lot. Like, I get sound a lot by like close friends. So yeah. you can't be so ignorant. No? There are things that you have to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much the like, not so much of the courage. It's more like don't even see the the, the issues that might happen, you know, like you know, like, yeah. don't see the problem and just kinda yeah. jump in. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is okay if things kinda worked out well. Yes. You know? Yeah. So in some sense I think yeah. and I'm sure you are, I imagine, like, you know like kind of grateful that oh you know i did it and it worked out well it worked you know, out yeah it, yeah it could have gone really badly right do you do you believe sometimes it in life you also need a bit of that luck oh 100 percent. Yeah, yeah right yeah yeah it's yeah, really yeah. about the timing as well yes and timing i have to say i was in the right like time when it, mm. like the whole social media thing happened mm. so yeah. Same, same, same. When uh, when I started uh, Warp uh, as a company, uh, the whole tech startup thing was just booming. Mm-hmm. And I actually caught, you would say that we caught the wave before the boom. Uh. So when I started yeah, the company, yeah. I wasn't thinking I want to be a technology startup. I was literally thinking I want to run a, a business on the internet. Like that was like how, like no, nothing fancy. Like. I want a yeah. business that's yeah. on the internet. Yeah. And then suddenly this whole tech startup thing came and like, there's a lot of like investors and all that. And then I, we kind of grew from that timing. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 I think the challenge for a lot of people sometimes, right? So I, I find it very difficult to say, give people advice. When someone says, mm-hmm. how about luck and timing? It plays a role. And I say, yes, it does. But at the same time, you also have to try. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the best quote I know is one from Richard Branson, which I really like, which is like something like, the harder the, you work, the luckier you get. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. see if you can catch the luck, you know. Mm, so, yeah. so luck doesn't just come to come you. To you. So, yeah, yeah. So for, for people who sometimes who feel like, you know, oh, I, the reason I'm not successful is because I'm unlucky. Well, I, well I'm, I'm very careful to say yes because I don't want to discourage them from actually trying. Yeah. Because if you just blame luck and you don't yeah. try, then yeah. definitely you yeah. stuck. Yeah. You know, you have to put yourself out there and take that yeah. risk, right? But yeah, 100% agree with you. Luck and timing plays a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, a lot of successful people I find out there, not enough of them acknowledge the fact that they got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> not enough, yeah. <laughs> right? So I think the answer is the two things. Like you have yeah. to work hard 
you have to be good at what you do and then you need the luck also yeah. right to, to make it happen and okay honestly if all things doesn't work out at least you know you tried yeah and I'm pretty sure you will learn like a thing or two like during the process yeah and if you say if this doesn't work out but at least I learned something if I want to start again at least I know where went wrong or what I can do or be smarter about certain things. That's right. But, That's but right. at least think, you try, yeah. right? Yes. And, and then people also undervalue the experience. So you're yeah. right in saying that. You may, not, you may not work out well, but when you try again next time, it's not like you're starting from zero, you know. You actually start at a different level already. Because right? you already you learn so much. Yeah. Or say if I try and... Okay, say if I didn't do this whole social media thing, I, I went to pursue my music and I became a teacher and I hated it. At least I know I tried and I hate it. And I can, <laughs> I can at least get out from it and do something else. Like if, yeah. you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you just have to try either way. Yeah. It's either this or that. You would yeah. never know, but at least you commit to one and you go for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So do you tend to be the... As in your as a personality, do you tend to like do first, right, and not overthink things? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time, right? <laughs> I said I get sound uh, quite a fair bit. Uh, yeah, I tend to get myself into um, situation, and then I and I am the kind I. If if something if something goes down, I'll be like, "Oops!" Like, okay, it happened. But yeah, I I wouldn't be too like caught up. That's why sometimes I don't know if this is a good thing because probably then I don't learn and I keep I still keep like doing the same thing. Like I jump into something before um, thinking about the con- consequences. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I think in general it's a useful trait um to have uh, as an entrepreneur la. as someone that's creating something new. I think this personality tends to be important, mm. right? Because because I, I a lot one of the reasons why I find a lot of people don't take action is because they spend a lot of time thinking, processing, mm-hmm. analyzing, doing yeah. research. But actually, the fastest way to do research is to just do it. When you yes. start doing it, you learn at such a fast rate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're so, spending like all the time like worrying like, uh, but if I do this, then maybe that will not, or, you know, and it, 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 it will not go, that it's not going to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm the type I'll do first and then at least I see something and then I move forward. And then if I see something and then I just keep like, yeah, that's how I, this is how I do things, I think. Like, yeah, no, that's really good. That, that's really, really good. And I think it's very good for, so if someone's listening to this, right, what I, I really like what like you just said, like you, you have to kind of take action and then you, you look at the, you use the result as feedback, right? Like get some oh. small wins. Oh, yeah. there's some progress. There's a win. Okay, then you, you know, it encourages to keep going. Oh. Uh, and that's the way, you learn and progress at the same time, right? Not not from. Mm-hmm. I think reading is good. Like I enjoy reading, I enjoy researching, but 
it starts with action. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah, yeah. Right. Agreed. Uh, and and um, so at what point did you so kind of going back to like your blogging and now you're like really active on Instagram? At what point did you like like kind of is it did you shift to Instagram or how would you describe this? Or do you still kind of actively do both? Um, I at first I was trying to commit to both, and then slowly I. Eventually, I just moved because um, you can tell also like with the clients and all, they will slowly start switching to um, Instagram ads. Mm. Yeah, not so much um, on like blogs anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think after Instagram, I feel like people are very... Um, I think I don't know why people had that patience to read blogs last time like I had so like writing a blog post is it takes a day or two like mm. even three days it's mm. a lot of work mm. the work is very different from um, say now Instagram mm. it's very different it's, it's like writing um, a full story right mm. so it does take like a long time but I guess that's how like people appreciate it as well. So they like enjoy reading it. They go through like pictures and pictures. You know, it's like reading a story. But I guess nowadays the attention span of everyone is just so short because there's so many things going on. Mm. Yeah, that's also why I decided. Okay, um, unfortunately, I have to close my blog down because. Uh, it's just not working anymore. Like I had to mm. just switch. Yeah. Cause you have but, your, there's so many apps like there's like TikTok, even now mm. TikTok is like a thing. Mm. There's Facebook. It's, it's, everything is just all over the place. Mm. Yeah. So that's why people, that's also a reason I feel like that's why people don't read blogs anymore. Cause there's so many things going on. Mm. And everything's fighting for your attention, right? And yeah. and, and like you said, like attention span is shorter, which mm-hmm. I find so interesting that, uh, like from the way you transition from writing blog posts, because you brought up an interesting point that like you used to write long form kind of posts and people read it and it takes you days to do. And now mm-hmm. Instagram is like a complete other extreme yeah. where posts are short, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very visual and, mm. and that's it. So like how... How was that transition like for you in terms of thinking about how do I shift my content to be suitable for Instagram? Um, I guess when I started Instagram, I sort of did the same thing because blog posts are very, um, they're very unfiltered. Like it's very raw. It's what you see is what you get, right? It's really like your daily stuff. You can talk about so many things and it's very real. So when I first started, um, Instagram, I sort of did the same, but it's just in like short, um, like shorter like texts and um, pictures are still very like point shoot with my phone and just like, yeah, this is my dog. This is what I had for breakfast. It's just like very, right. still very like, da- like daily kind. It's not curated at all. But right. I actually did look back my old, old, like super old Instagram posts, and they're also real. 
they were they weren't like curated. They weren't like planned. Mm. There's no like planning the feet aesthetically, mm. like mm. how I need. You know, mm. it was. Then I was like, but I I also realized my followers then were so much more engaging because um, it was very like authentic. Mm. But as I was more active in Instagram and um, people, there are more people joining and um, then you get people starting to like curate like content and, you know, like doing their presets and photo shoots and, you know, just making everything look so beautiful and like everything is about aesthetics. Suddenly people shift to that. It's Mm. not about being like, authentic anymore but it's more like aesthetic mm. and then I was like oh shit I need to keep my game up <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose like everyone yeah so then I was like okay I guess we um so what what I need to do I need to I need to learn uh photography invest in a DSLR camera wow uh, yeah, you know, just things like that. You have to constantly think of how do you keep people like interested, right? Like not just like followers, but your clients. Because mm. they wouldn't engage you if you're going to take shitty picture. Mm. So mm. you had then, yeah, there was so many things going on. Like I had to learn how to edit pictures. Mm. There were like these apps that I've never heard of. Just, you know, basically it's always mm. a learning process. But the recent two years, I think there's a switch where um, I also think like consumers and users and followers nowadays, they are, um, they are smarter and they want things that are authentic. So now we're mm. back to like being, uh, being authentic. That's why you see mm. there's a lot of, sh- there's actually a lot of shifts like this two years. So you see like um, some... Instagrammers, they are more like active on live videos now or like mm. they do more like um, like home tutorials. Mm. Um, nothing that's too uh, like aesthetic anymore. Like for me, I, it, it was very tiring to just keep planning pretty pictures to post mm. or like to keep up to have a nice feed. Mm. yeah it it does look good like it it, there is a sense of achievement like wow I actually took these pictures and I took like like so much time editing and stuff Mm. but then I didn't feel like I was engaging with um, much with my like audience Mm. until then I decided okay you know what I'm just gonna be more spontaneous so I don't, like, with my travels and all, I don't plan my shoots. Like, last time, it, it's quite scary, and I don't think it's, um, it's, it's fun as well. Like, like, when we travel, we'll wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning just to go to, like, a place to get that picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it wasn't something that I felt very fulfilled I mean, yes, I got mm. the picture, but there's just something missing. Like you lived more for the feet rather than doing yeah. what you want to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I just, 
grew like I got tired of it. So then, like this two years, um, yeah, I decided you know what I'm just gonna ditch the whole, uh, like planning thing and being so curated. I'm just gonna go back to what I did before. Mm. So like, here's mm. my dog. This is my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's feel great. Cool. Like I feel like I'm interacting more with my audience now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I I definitely can't figure Instagram. I mean, I have. I'm always. I obviously have Instagram account. I I mostly use it for like like really personal friends. You know, I I'm I'm more active on LinkedIn. So I write on oh, LinkedIn okay. a lot, and and okay. I engage with people on LinkedIn, and I'm quite um. I'm quite lazy in some sense, so I just screenshot what I wrote on LinkedIn and I post to Instagram. So my Instagram <laughs> is full of words. Oh <laughs> I have a horrible Instagram feed, like, you know, but I was like, ah, I'll just paste it there. So, but if you know, if people who pay attention to, um, to, to your feed, they are your true follower. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, actually, well, like, really, yeah, we, and really, we'll like, know. yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so no, I, I, I completely agree with you about the swings, right? Yeah, it was like oh about authenticity, that's about having a pretty feed. But now people are craving that authenticity mm. again because I think it's so it's uh it's so easy to be um you know too too I'm not sure what's the right word, lah. like everything too artificial, you know, and, and then you kinda of want to get to it's know so people. So perfect. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. Like I've seen all these um really really big like names these instagrammers they they do such a good job you know and like it's not easy it's it's hard work like can you imagine like waking up at 4 a.m 5 a.m every morning just to travel to a place a destination just to take that shot yeah it's it's a lot of work but i just also feel like there are a lot of them now and everybody could just curate the same thing. There's all there's always that Instagram uh, spot to go to visit. Mm, mm. And I know some friends, they are like travel influencers and they will just check in to different destinations just to get that that so called Instagram picture that probably twenty other um like travel Instagrammers has already taken. Mm, mm. Yeah. So it's harder to be unique, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. it's beautiful, but I also kind of feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that I want to do. Mm. I think I'll be so stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like you might have answered the, the next thing I wanted to ask you, which was like, do you have a structured process for creating content? Because you did kind of say, well, now you're back to like thinking oh, okay. your dog and your food. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. um, if if you were trying to plan out, say something, uh, you know, a bit more, uh, I'm not sure if the word is serious, but you know, something like that's not like a spontaneous photo. Mm-hmm. You have a process, like how what you um, go, what you do. Yes, mm, I think I'm trying to. I always try to do a little bit of uh, everything in terms of like lifestyle wise. So, um, a little bit of beauty. I've been doing a lot of cooking recently. So, I think I would go back to like a little bit of beauty 
and just like rotating. Um, but the out for me now, um, but the end goal is always what I can give back and share to my audience. Yeah. So uh, this is something that I've been um, asking myself, like, okay, if I'm going to post something, is there something, if, is that post going to benefit them? So that's why I've been doing a bit more, like, cooking um, recipes. So, like, at least it benefits them. Like, they can um, make something out of it. Or just share something that, yeah, like, what I can do that, basically. Because... It's nice to share like pretty pictures, but once in a while, it should be something that you can engage as well. Yeah, I think engaging is very important nowadays. Mm. So, um, no, no, I know what you mean like you kind of have to think about the audience, right? Yeah. More than, right? Uh, mm. and, 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 and the other thing was like a lot of, a lot of people, well, I find many people these days have toyed with the idea of being an influencer themselves. Seems like a cool mm-hmm. thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. you have a nice feed, you got people who follow you, you know, mm-hmm. your public feels a bit good. And, um, and you can see that like, people are trying and all that, right? But, but what, what I really want to ask was like, what do you think is like a common misconception uh, of being an influencer that you like to fix, right? For people who are looking at this and thinking, I want to be an influencer too. The thing is, honestly, everyone can be, everyone is an influencer, if you like it or not. But it, it, it's true, because uh, maybe something that you have posted, that you have wrote on LinkedIn and you post on Instagram, maybe like someone would follow that advice. And you there, like you, you actually influence someone already, you get what I mean? Wow, yeah, kind in of. In a way, yeah. It, we, so I think it's a, it's, it's, if you, but it's so, and it's, I don't know, it's so easy. Just, mm-hmm. you just need to start an Instagram account and um, you just need to post like pictures and if you get like people to follow you, then then can't be that easy, right? Like if it was easy, everyone would be an influencer. Well, well, yeah, like that's maybe true. yeah, maybe when I say influencer, I mean like not like me like that, like, like six hundred followers, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> most of them probably my friends. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> someone that you know people who oh, like you want to sort of like make it to like the top. You mean? Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, have um, because just... I, mm, I, I, still find that a lot of people when they think they want to be influencer, they don't really understand what it means to be influencer. And like, like for example, when you said earlier when you blog, right? It mm. took you kind of five years to get to a place where you thought, okay, I'm yeah. a bit more financially stable now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um. Okay, you mean like if you want to be, if you want to be an influencer as like a full-time job. Mm. Um, it, 
definitely is not easy because you have to consider a lot like um and if okay if you're lucky but i feel like nowadays there are a lot of younger like generations they i don't know how but their their engagement and their likes and their following is insane and they're probably only like 18 mm. 17 18 i don't know maybe mm. their community is very strong mm. maybe it's from school or college or things like that That's but true. if you yeah but if you really really want to see it as a, 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 a job like if you want to work with brands um i mean of of course you can't just take like pretty pictures and things like that that's like i said like you have to know what you can give to your audience yeah i and it's a lot of responsibility as well yeah the things that you're putting out so um yeah, I always try to do more like positive, like vibes. Oh yeah, positivity is good. I yeah. try to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. um, and like creating content can be tiring because you gotta film, and then you gotta edit. You gotta be the talent yourself. Basically, you're one man show. <laughs> if you are, yeah, if you just start, but if you're lucky, then you probably get a team to help you out. Mm. But that's also, then that's like additional like cost. Yeah, these are the things that you have to consider. So basically, you are, um, you can like have your, like you can be your own like brand. You can set up a company. You can work with like, that's why I do like I would sometimes sub my jobs out to like photographers or like videographers to help me out. So like it does like because I can't do everything by myself. Mm. Yeah. But if you want to start and you want to commit, there's actually a lot of things to take into consideration. And you got to make sure like your content is good as well. Like people would value. Like I guess it's just like yeah, you have to see like what value like you can bring, right? Mm. Yeah. I think this is a good time to kind of segue into the the other thing I want to ask you about. So, so you recently got involved in like a new venture called Handmade Heroes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like tell tell us a bit more about that. Like how you know how how did you start getting involved, and more interestingly, what's What's unique about Handmade Heroes? Okay. Um, well, this brand has been around for five years. So it's founded in 2015. Um, I joined the, the company quite soon after when, uh, when Lindsay, uh, the founder, our partner was, she was um, just, it, it was a very random, like she was, really creative with like um, making like home um, home beauty mm. care so like body scrubs and things like that she would just like mix up a bunch of things in in her like tiny workshop and um, i came across like her products and 
I really enjoyed it. So um, I reached out to her and I told her I am very, very keen and interested in um, being a part of the brand. So yeah, that's just how it happened. Mm. It, it was really just like, okay, I want to be in. I've tried the products. I like it. I want to be in. I'm just going to try um, to sell and market this in Malaysia. I don't know how it's going to go. That was still black and white. There was nothing. It was just like, it was just like verbally like agreement. Like, okay, we're going to do this. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was, um, it was just word of mouth. I was just telling, I didn't have a website. I didn't do, I didn't do much. I was just, I just started an Instagram account for that. And I was just doing it by myself. Like, uh, Selling it on Instagram through like friends, family, you know, just testing out the market and see how it goes. And surprisingly, um, people uh, came back to me and they were like, oh, they really like the product, you know, and things like that. So I sort of got and I was like, okay, you know, this is something that it can be there is potential and there's a huge potential but how do we move forward right because then she was also doing this in her workshop mm. there wasn't um, any like nothing was legit yet it was just mm. really like random um slowly slowly we expanded uh and she and she she moved to uh, malaysia and now we have a lab yeah so we I got uh, my Malaysian partner, Jin, to join me. So she's like now in operations. So I definitely also needed some help in operations and things like that. Mm. Yeah. And because um, I know my strength is only social media. So I've always just been like covering like on the marketing and like social mm. media side. Um, mm. And Jin is in operations. Mm. So... Yeah, it's been like four, five, four, five years now. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. um, and, and you mentioned you have your own lab. So, like, yeah, so we do our right, own R and D, R and D, and everything from branding to packaging, um, like lab tests and everything. Yeah. So hmm. it's um, it's a okay. To those who don't know what Handmade Heroes is, we are an all-natural, um, clean beauty brand. So what, what clean beauty is, it's 100% um, natural. So we don't, there's no chemicals, no problems. Um, it's safe. Um, it's vegan. So everyone can use, yeah. Mm. Okay. So, and, and uh, what, what's... Um... What's up and coming for Handmade Heroes then? Uh, so we have now about, I think, 10, 12 products we have now. But we have always been very heavily focused on body care mm. um, and lip care. But this year, we are slowly expanding to skin care, so to face care. Mm. Yeah, uh, and that will be soon. We will be launching 
a few new products starting end of April, which is this month. Oh, wow. Beginning of May. Yeah. Right. So there will be a first launch of um, a lip care product. And then um, I think next half of the year, we'll be launching our first, I wouldn't say first skincare, but we have face masks, but it's, um, it's more of, this one is more of like a daily use, like face care that, so just stay tuned. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, so you're pretty much full on in this venture right now? Uh, I have been more active this recent two years. Yeah. The first few years, I was still juggling between um, my own work. And so I was just doing half-half. Yeah. And I was traveling quite a fair bit for um, some um, press trips. So I couldn't be like present most of the time. But this two years, I had more time and I'm more grounded in Malaysia. So, yeah. And then, and, um, if someone's actually interested to like check out the products, are you, are you mainly distributed online? Uh, yes, we have our own website, handmadeheroes.my. Hmm. Um, you can follow us as well, handmadeheroesmy, which is hand, um, on Instagram. Uh, we do distribute in Four Seasons. Robinsons and um, for Robinsons and Gardens, uh, nice. M Plus Pharmacy in Bangsar, Bangsar Village One. Yeah, and we have uh, our products are also in Penang. So if you're from Penang, you can check us out in um, Masons by Wellings. Mm. Yeah, so cool. hopefully the other parts of Malaysia as well. Yeah. Nice, nice. Sounds like you guys are growing pretty fast. So, so uh, if anyone wants to check out uh, Handmade Heroes, we'll kind of leave a link as well in the show notes so you can look there. Uh, so I'm going to move on to the last section of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't quite mention it earlier, but we do like a quick fire round. So I have a list of like not many questions, just a few questions. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh I didn't send you the questions beforehand, so it's like, so it's more. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's short, lah, right? So you're, yeah. you're, you're, you don't have to, yeah, your answers can be short, it's cool. It can be long, so it's up to you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first question uh, What scene from a movie or TV show was super memorable to you and left you a lasting life lesson? What scene from wow. a movie or TV show? Lasting life lesson. <laughs> or maybe. Um, maybe something that's really memorable like you, you feel like it influenced you right uh, maybe to see the world differently or maybe change the way you behave huh this is so deep wait so... maybe I should stop leading with this question I'm going to pick an easier one next time <laughs> <laughs> like a warm up <laughs> movies that gave me a Movie or TV show can be any particular scene that you, know, you think, oh, it's quite memorable. Like you liked it, right? And it kind of stayed with you. Memorable. Okay, I would say life lesson, maybe not, but um, I would, okay, I really, really love uh, Memories of Geisha. 
the just it's just the from the music to the way they shot it and the costumes and everything is just so pretty and it's very I don't know like I don't get I will never get bored watching have you watched that movie and it's like yes, a love yes, story it's yes, very romantic yes. it's um yeah just the whole vibe of the the movie i always yeah if you ask me my favorite movie i would say like memories of asia oh okay and it's okay. just like the aesthetics of it it's beautiful yeah it, it was quite the artistic movie yeah, okay, not, not, it, not the not the super artistic type but it's yeah, yeah it's a beautiful story yeah, and, and and it is a story about i suppose the journey of a woman right yeah and, uh, and, and especially in those days you know um, yeah yeah i do remember the story right like mm-hmm, yeah. yeah so okay um next question is there a non-fiction book that you've read that you believe everyone should read is there a non-fiction book that you've read that you believe everyone should read? Do you read? I do. <laughs> I suppose you do because you write. <laughs> I, I do, but I haven't really been um, reading much th- these days. No, oh, just it can be like a really old book, right? Uh, my 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 quick fire questions are not so quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe we can go with fiction as well. Do you read fiction? Or maybe that's fine. Do you read fiction more than nonfiction? Um, both. Hmm. But I think fic- I read fiction more. Hmm. I was reading Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies? What's that about? It's, um, actually they made it to like a TV show. Mm. Like, uh, it's a series um, starring mm. like Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Mm. It's um, quite interesting. Can be a bit scandalous. It's quite interesting. Mm. Um, it's about this few housewives and like um, the hurdles that they uh, have been going through their lives. Um, There's a bit of like, um, there was also like a murder in the end. So you sort of have to like figure out like who Mm -hmm. killed Mm -hmm. the person. It's just, um, it's a story about housewives. (laughs) <laughs> you really sound like that. <laughs> it's just something that can happen to anyone. It's a story about I don't know how to put it. I'm definitely gonna check that book out, Big Little Lines. <laughs> okay, you check it out and then you Okay. Okay. Uh, answer accepted. So <laughs> next question. So what's the best piece of career advice? Uh, what's the best piece of career advice you've ever received from a mentor or someone you respect? Mm. Career advice. 
I guess don't be too quick to expect um, any, like don't be too quick to expect like returns. Have, just have faith like and keep doing what you know best. Mm. Yeah, just um, for me, just keep doing and it will, like all these returns, it will come later, that's for sure. But just have faith, yeah. Like to have that patience, that right? Yeah, have going. that patience. Yeah, keep going. Don't don't like get di- get discouraged. Mm. There's this quote that's quite memorable to me. I can't remember who said it. it. Might be Bill Gates, but I don't know. I'll check again later. But it says goes something like, "Uh, you know, we we underestimate what we can. Oh no, uh, people often overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but underestimate what they can achieve in ten years." Mm. Right, so I think it's yeah. kind of like telling, reminding everyone that look, yeah. it's if you've been doing it for one or two years, yeah, you know, you're probably yeah. expecting too much, but if you yeah. keep going within a span of ten years, like you get so far, right, yeah. that you didn't yeah. know that you get so far. Like honestly, even with Handmade Heroes, when I look back right now, the first two to three years, like we we had, we never expected like anything in return, like but we just kept going. We didn't. Um, like we weren't like too bothered by the numbers, you know, like it, it wasn't positive, but like we just kept going and kept going and, um, yeah. And now, you know, like finally, um, cause Jin, she also, she was working like full time, um, in corporate while she was on board with me. So basically we were both like part time and for now for her to quit her job and be with like us for full time for like about two years mm. so you know these are like the progressions mm. yeah and mm. um and yeah this year we also had so many like exciting things going on um we have like more um, budget for like marketing or like like other things mm. so it didn't take us like a year to take it took us like a while, but at least we are going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Have the patience and keep going. Yeah. 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 Uh, next question. Who is, this is a strange one. Who is the third most admired role model you have and why? What? <laughs> this is a very uh, role model. <laughs> the third most. <laughs> Uh, the reason, the reason um, I asked the question in this way is because most of the time, number one and number two is someone obvious. So number one could be, say, someone in your family. Number two could be like a famous person, like say, mm. you know, like in the entrepreneurial world, I hear common names like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you know, mm. so those are very yeah. obvious people. But number three is never obvious. So who's number three? Who's the less obvious person that you look up to? And why? Mm. Yeah, no, let me think of this. Oh yeah, you you allowed time to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can process this. Like maybe we can come. I back really, to really later. don't know. I've never properly <laughs> like think of this. Like, who is my role model? Mm. I guess, actually, honestly, 
I don't have someone that I really like am obsessed with and I'd be like, oh my god, I want to be her. I feel like I anyone around me can be a role model. Mm. Like like I just like say my my good friends, you know, they have their own thing going on. Everyone has um like Mandy, she's in creative and she's always so passionate about her work and her art. Um, and Ping, she's like a fitness instructor and she's very dedicated to, you know, like, but these things, sometimes when I look at them and I'm like, there's so much I can learn. Yeah. Like, um, if I just take out like the small, small like details of each of every one of them and the good mm-hmm. qualities that they have, I can mm-hmm. benefit so much. Like, just say my business partner, Jin, she's, um, she's very careful. And she, that's why we, we balance each other out because she's more of the thinker and the doer. Right. So she's very careful. Um, she will always make sure, like, um, we double cross-check everything. And I don't usually do it, but I, then I realize, oh, actually, you have to. You know, sometimes you don't think. Like, it's just all these small, small um traits that they have that I think yeah I, I could benefit so much from I think just friends in general every one of them I can learn something from so mm-hmm. that's a really good answer actually because like uh, even even me at the personal level obviously they are like super successful entrepreneurs that I would look up mm-hmm. to but the yeah. place where I learn the most is actually from the people around me like very yeah. practical stuff, right? Like yes. someone that's also running a business in Malaysia, they're a yeah. bit ahead of me in some areas. Like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. so I can ask them a question and they can, they would teach me what I need to do. Yeah, because you know, they are whereas, just there, yeah, you know. That's and, right. They're there like, and the advice is have a conversation. Real. Yeah. Yeah, the advice is real. Yeah. So, so not, not some beautiful inspirational quote that has no meaning, you know, uh, on the practical level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, and it's also I think it, it helps. It helps uh, a lot of people. Kind of, a lot of people don't realize or underappreciate the fact that their community is very important, right? Mm. Their peers, you know, and mm, then you can is. actually look up to your peers for different things. Yeah. Cool. Um, what object have you purchased in the last twelve months? Uh, <laughs> that costs less than a thousand ringgit. So you can't say it's your phone. Uh, less than a thousand ringgit that you believe has had tremendous positive impact on your life. Oh. Uh, less than what a object? Yeah, object. It has to be an object. Yeah, it has to be an object. What have you bought in the last twelve months? Less than a thousand. Less than a thousand ringgit. Oh. That, you can that, go over a thousand slightly, you can cheat a bit, but the thousand mark is just to make sure people can't say their phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that that like that benefits me that you were saying? Yes, that you find like really useful, like, has a really positive impact on your life. Wow. Um I don't know. I haven't really been buying anything. Have I bought anything? Oh, you don't buy a lot of stuff? That's like, pretty cool. Actually, I don't. I'm not a, like a very tech geek also. Like, 
I would use until my phone die and I will mm. try to fix it and it dies like a couple mm. more times, then I'll change. You know, I'm the type. Like I don't mm. go like, oh, there's a new thing in 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 the like in I don't know, I'm just trying to think what have I bought? No, I don't really buy much. Haven't bought like before we before we started, I think you kind of briefly mentioned that you bought three types of cloth to clean the house. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could talk about that. Because oh, I was meaning to that ask cloth. you that question. Yeah, we didn't really okay, get Okay, fine, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was something. Yeah. Okay, that was a life changing cloth. So this cloth, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here comes my Okay. So this cloth is so amazing that you don't need to use any detergent to clean. So the fiber itself, it picks up the dust and oil and anything, stains. And uh, my friend has been using it the longest time. And I saw her like cleaning her house and I was like, oh, I, I really need that. And it's really, really good. Like I've been using it to clean my, my toilet. And especially when you wash in the kitchen mm. and there are like oil stains everywhere you don't mm. even need to use like deter detergent like with that one swipe it's so clean oh really oh yeah just with water yeah. how so do you clean the cloth after that oh so you have to soak it in um an eco-friendly um like detergent right but you don't have to do it every day so mm. probably like once like in every like one week or yeah so that's okay i think it's um it's also like quite good like it's it's quite eco like friendly mm. yeah. what is this magic cloth called it's called nor norwex oh my god <laughs> <laughs> <Norwex>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. name so okay. n-o-r-w-e-x yeah okay nice it's a really 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 good cloth yeah, I think I made a few. I managed to like, well, it, it's not an ad, but I, I just posted on my, my story and like people were asking. So I think I managed to like push a few like, few, like sales. A few I think I, I, could, sales. I could make a, make a good like sales. sales yeah, you should, you should contact them and ask them, do you want me to promote your product? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. that, that was good. Okay, next question. So what's a skill that you have which other people will find surprising but has been useful to you? Skill? Hmm. Um, did I ever mention I teach spin class? I used to be... No, no, you, you do not. Yeah, you have not mentioned in the so far. Yeah, so I am... Yeah, I used to be a spin instructor for like four years. I used to teach in Fly Cycle. Hmm. If you know what Fly Cycle is. Yes, yes. The, the team and I, we go yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I used to be an instructor there. Oh. Uh, I guess I'm just very active since young because my, my dad is a martial arts instructor. Hmm. So I used to train martial arts like 
since I was like seven, eight. So then, I it, I wouldn't say it's a skill, but like it got me to be a just naturally like I'm very active. So I mm. that's how also like I it helped me, and then I became like a a spin instructor and things like that. Yeah. Nice. Do you, do you still do that or have you still not? I don't because I got into an accident last year. So I actually, it's a, oh my God, it's another story. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it's a long conversation. <laughs> yeah, basically, okay, basically I fell off a 10 meter waterfall. And you fell I, off a 10 meter waterfall? Wow. Yeah, in Kuantan. Okay. Yeah, so That's really I shut it like yeah, I actually it's um yeah it's it's quite surprising that I actually made it because every I I thought like I was gonna die so oh wow we should have led with this story right? <laughs> <laughs> was this public information I don't think we picked up any of this when we were doing yeah. research uh I did post but I wasn't very public about it uh. Because I was still sort of trying to let it sink in. And um, the whole rescue and the whole thing took like a while. And I was like, I had to like go for surgery because they had to um, attach my bones like back, right? So just like there was just a lot of things going on. I did post like on stories mm. and a few like pictures of me and crutches but that's about it last no. i didn't really go into detail of much you of fell it. 10 meters yeah it was a high high waterfall so we were i was actually went camping with a group of friends and it was our last day and we went trekking and um i was swimming to i think i was swimming too close to the infinity mm. and i couldn't for some reason i couldn't come back in so the water just like ooh, pushed me and then I went like psh, like oh my God. up to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. It was so like just split second. It literally just like split second. I I think it was more traumatized for my friends because they saw the whole thing. Yeah. But for me I, I was just closing my eyes. And I was like, oh shit, I'm falling. Oh my god. <laughs> I just fell, yeah. But thank God, no broken like ribs or like anything. So that's really, I'm really lucky. Yeah. Mm. yeah so really are you are you more or less recovered now? Um, I was, I had plans to remove my screws last month, but because of this whole thing, I I cannot. Mm. So there will be another recovery after the the removal, but I think after that, I I hope it it should be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's quite something. Yeah, that I definitely feel something. we should have started with this story. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> has it changed your life perspective in any way? Uh. Yes, or and no. I wouldn't say it. I mean, I'm definitely more... I don't know, like, 
I asked myself, like, has it changed me in any ways? I don't know if it has. But I do know that I have been more, even more spontaneous. Because <laughs> I just feel like there are so many things I wanted to do before, but, like, I didn't, like, fully commit myself to it. But after the accident, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, if whatever I want to do, I'll just go for it. Wow. Yeah. So your, yeah, your and, do first thing later is yeah, uh, uh, the Amplified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know if it's a good thing. Uh, but definitely I do, you know, during like these times, you definitely uh, cherish your family and your friends even more. Because, you know, you, they are the ones who are literally there for you like 24-7. Yeah. So, I really, really like appreciative of that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We're going to go <laughs> back to... <laughs> that was like... That took like a... Unexpected uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a not a lot of people knew. If they know, they know. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It was kind of crazy thinking about it. It is kind of crazy. I think you're the first person I know that fell ten meters and, and survived. And survived, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just the whole rescue was just insane. Because getting out of the jungle was quite something. And there was nobody. Mm. So we literally had to get out of the, that place ourselves. Wow. Yeah. And rush you to the hospital, I imagine. Yeah, but oh my god. Like even the hospitals there couldn't do much. Then we had to come back to KL. So there was like, I think from, I think I fell about like around 5 p.m. We got back to KL about like, and checked in, it's like, it's 5 a.m. already. So it took like quite a while. But all was good. Good. <laughs> I'm going to move, move back to our, well, quick fire questions and become slow fire questions. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I told you I talk a lot. Like once I start, right? I just keep going on and on. That was good. I enjoy it. Like you know, I love the stories. Um, uh, if if you could make a video go viral, and the video carried a message that's important to you, what message would that be? If you could make a video go viral, what message would that carry? It it has to be a message. Mm. message well, story yeah something that you want people to to reach people right have you heard about handmade heroes <laughs> <laughs> you are a very practical person <laughs> I like that <laughs> make handmade heroes go I'm not going to save the world but handmade heroes can... that's right <laughs> uh, that's uh, honesty is very good no, no. Uh, if something went viral, I want Wop to go viral. So, so uh, I get, I get, I, I mean, completely get that. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. What does the word success mean to you? Mm. 
I think people, everyone measures success in a different way. Mm. Um, some people can be successful in their businesses, but not in their relationships or their families. Or some people can be successful in like their relationships, their families, but mm. not in mm. at work. You know, things like that. Mm. It's very hard to say, but for me, if you were to say personally how I would view myself, I wouldn't say like success, but it's just the progressions that I have made. So maybe me now compared to me five years ago, what have I done and have I moved forward? Um, I think that would be like good enough. You know, mm. I have mm. like it's definitely a progression. Um, then that's success. It, no matter if it's like small or like big, but it's if it's a progression, um, and if you feel like it's rewarding, I think that's that's success. Like it's it's good enough. Yeah, it's good. I think that's a very healthy way to look at success, right? Mm -hmm. Like just just look back and be grateful for the the progress you've made. At the end, it's within you. Because you can be owning so much, you can have everything in the world, but you don't feel that you're successful. And there are people out there like that. You know, they always want something that's more. But then, yeah. So everyone measures it very, very differently. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I really enjoyed it. I like how candid and honest you are. All the stories about your life. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I really, really enjoyed awesome. this whole thing. It, it, time flies. Yes. So, yeah, like I said, it's like we're having coffee and like people are just listening in. It's like really easy. And um, uh, it is MCO right now in Malaysia. Malaysia is on partial lockdown, so we can't, that's why we're kind of doing this online mm -hmm. uh but uh let's do this again one day and maybe we can do it in person right It'd be more yeah. fun I, i'd like to meet uh you for sure like we can catch yeah up. yeah yeah come and come and visit you know <laughs> uh and yeah we should definitely do this again all right it's nice meeting you yeah it's good meeting you too thank you thank you for listening to the hello mentor podcast if you enjoyed this episode do hit that subscribe button whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia. And hopefully, you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, we have many, many more amazing people joining us soon and we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So again, do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WAP, the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at wopjobs.com. That's w-o-b-b-jobs.com. Thank you again and I look forward to to share the next episode with you soon.